the college experience week 13 DFS college football lineup on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by MyBookie.ag. The MyBookie Turkey Day free play is back this Thanksgiving. That's right up to a $250 free bet on that Texans Lions game exclusively at MyBookie.ag promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. College experience week 13 DFS lineups. Uh, my name is Colby Swinging Dantabase Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. And we are picking the week 13 slate of college football action. It's fantastic. Uh, I got a feeling I'm just gonna, I think I liked once again, I think I like that Saturday morning lineup, but. Of course, it's the DFS show. That so that means I bring in the DFS God himself. Yes, he writes plenty of great articles about it over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lock given, former former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, man? How are we doing? Happy Turkey time. Yeah. Happy. <laughs> is, that a, is that, is that how they say it in North Carolina? Happy Turkey time guys. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? I don't know. It just sounded right. Happy Turkey day. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey time. Gobble, gobble, whatever, man. Uh, you got, uh, you got any stuffing going on? Cause look, I, I, I'll be honest. That's the best part about Thanksgiving. Besides the slew of sports that we have on every, every every, uh, you know, Thanksgiving or black Friday and that whole lineup, but it's the stuffing, man. I'm a stuffing and mashed potatoes guy. Uh, well, I mean the college basketball, college football and NFL is that's taking the cake, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, stuffing's okay. We're not doing stuffing over here this year, the hell's this going year, on over there? since we're keeping it just within the immediate family, very small gathering. We're doing steak, no Turkey. I'm grilling up some wow. steaks, man. What you got on that? Well, I mean, it's better than soy boy, Ryan Kramer, but I mean, at the same time, it's just no stuffing. What are you going to have anything traditional over there besides what mashed potatoes, green bean casserole? That's it. Okay. And, and lots of alcohol. Okay. Yeah. Well, the alcohol <laughs> is the big part there. The alcohol can, can, can basically wash down at any, any bad decisions you make. Um, like, like, like you, sometimes I know you're a sweet potato guy and you go sweet potatoes over mashed potatoes, which is just completely fucked yes. up. Yes, sir. Sweet potatoes all day long. Give me those yams. That's a fucking crime. Um, All right. Let's talk DFS, by the way, great slate of basketball. Uh, Our DFS picks. I actually think I was going to win the DFS uh, college basketball. I had my, uh, had my forward for UCLA played. 
We had no intel that he wasn't going to play. Well, you might have thought you're going to win, but I know I won. So uh, yeah, I I took home the crown, the first ever you know college experience uh, college basketball DFS contest. Mostly because I had two players in that Georgia State Georgia Tech game that went four overtime, so that's <laughs> that, that that almost got me like an extra couple games. <laughs> so that helped. Well, dude, I mean, that's true. At the time, that game wasn't in overtime, but I'm looking and I'm like, okay, you had like a, I think a 12 point lead on me, but I had two more players than you. So I'm like, now now I think that Georgia State game was still going on at the time, so I'm sure that added in. I had one player on Georgia State, but I'm sitting there like. I got to get this because I'm like, he has most of his players that have already played. So I just figured it was a, it was a no brainer here. So, um, you got lucky. All right. Savor the flavor. All right. Cause you're not going to get another one past me. All right. Now let's luck, talk. Luck had nothing to do with it. <laughs> and I'll prove it to you again here in college football. Four overtimes is the definition of luck. My friend. <laughs> um, yeah, but I look, knew that that was going to be a close game. I knew it had potential to, oh. you know, for some, for some free basketball. And it, it gave us some free basketball. This guy's full of shit guys. Don't listen to his nonsense. Um, all right. Uh, let's just hop right in. What's great about this, this slate that we have here is on black Friday, we get a ton of college football and college basketball action. So when this is a college football DFS show, so if you want those college basketball things, you're more than welcome to play DraftKings with us in college basketball. We even got a slate going today. Um, I imagine we'll have one going tomorrow and Saturday and perhaps Sunday as well, but that's right. Um, you can find it all on our Twitter accounts and also sports podcast.com. So check that out. If you want to play college basketball with us, this is the college football show though. So let's go into the Friday slate. I like, okay. I don't, I, I like my Friday slate. I like, I love my Saturday morning slate and I absolutely hate the Saturday night slate. You know, I'm kind of there with you. I I, I thought my favorite slate was also Saturday afternoon. I'm, I like the, the Friday cause especially this Friday when we have more games to choose from, usually you get, you know, two or three games. So we got, you know, I don't know it's eight games or you know something like that, 10 games. Uh, but yeah, Saturday night, it seems tough to cobble it together. And I wasn't as confident as I usually am, which, Hey, sometimes that's a good sign. Sometimes, you know, those, those lineups you put together and you're not sure of sometimes they end up, you know, winning cash for you. So who knows, man, but uh, yeah, let's start off with Friday. Uh, my quarterback, I'll just hit the ground running here. I'm going to go uh, Brock Purdy for uh 6.7 K for Iowa state cyclones play in Texas. Uh, what do you think about that? Who you got? Uh, you know, well, I, I do like that because Texas's defense has been trash all year. And I do think Iowa state is, you know, they obviously they have something to play for there and show the world that they are, or the country that they're the, they're going to be in the big 12 championship essentially. So um, I like that play, but I actually went cheaper than you. And I think there's great value in this guy. Um, and I'm going with Cal's chase Garbers. Um, a lot of logic here. Like Cal has unfortunately been dealt a really bad hand to start this season. Uh, they had a very limited amount of practices because the city of Berkeley would not let them. Their first game got canceled because the city of Berkeley would not let them. And then, uh, on their second game got canceled. And then on a, on a whim, I think on a, on a uh, late Friday afternoon around five, 6 PM, they found out they were going to play UCLA Sunday morning. Garbers was horrible in that game, but 
once again, they did. They were behind the curve more than any team in the Pac-12. They also had a ton of opt-outs, if you want to add in that also. But then last week at Oregon State in a game that we locked up on Oregon State, or I did at least, um, Oregon State got the win, but Cal Garbers found who he was the year before. He's a good quarterback. 28 of 42, 315 yards, three touchdowns. Now, he did throw two picks, so hopefully he improves on that. But here's one thing I do know. Colorado was starting a safety at quarterback. And he looked amazing against Stanford, right? I think Stanford, I understand it's a rivalry game. I don't think Stanford's very good. I actually think Cal's a much better team than they've represented so far. Stanford, I can't say the same for. I think Cal's going to have a great day against Stanford. That's why one of the reasons why I'm locking up Cal to beat Stanford. Got Garbers at 6,300, I think it's a steal. Yeah, I like the bargain play. Uh, a couple more things on Purdy before we move on to our running back. So Purdy has two games in a row now where he's tossed three touch uh, three touchdowns in each. He's a he's quietly scoring about twenty five to thirty fantasy points pretty much every game. And last year against Texas, he threw for over three fifty. Uh, yeah, you know, I've been I've been taking uh, you know quarterbacks on whoever's playing Texas almost every week, and usually they do pretty well for me. And that cycle on offense is just rolling, man. With Brees Hall at running back, it, you know, it is opening up. You know, they're most of the defenses are loading the box and it's just opening up lots of passing lanes for Purdy. So, uh, I, I, you know, you're more in tune with the pack 12 than I am. So I'll take your word on the Cal QB, but I feel pretty good about Purdy. Yeah. I think it's a solid option there. Um, I mean, I, 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 I thought about going Purdy. So, I mean, I just thought Garbers is a steal and I think the value the market hasn't caught up to, uh, where he's at. I actually think, and with everything with Cal, really, I mean, I know they had a ton of opt-outs, but I think they're, I think they're much better than Stanford. And I think Stanford's weakness. I mean, if Colorado's safety was doing that to them, I would think Garbers who was impressive last year could do the same, if not more. Right on, yeah. right on. I like both plays. All right. Let me hit you with both my running backs. Cause I did something rarely seen. Uh, you've done it. Actually, you've done it a couple of times this year with the UNC running backs, but I'm taking both of the golden Knight running backs from central Florida, both Greg McCray and uh, Otis Anderson, you know, and the main reason is that they're playing South Florida and South Florida is an awful football team. And UCF should be able to do whatever they want on the offensive side, but also the price points, you know, 5.3 K and 4.9 K. So I'm not tying up a whole lot of money in my running backs. And you know, last year UCF ran for over 230 yards on South Florida. I think that might be able to do more this year. So I think both of these guys can have nice games for relatively cheap prices. That's hilarious. Cause uh, I had both of them in there and I removed Anderson last second, but I still have McCray at the flex, but I uh, had both in there for majority of that. Uh, okay. And then I, I, w- I had extra money. So I took Anderson out to, to go spend the extra money essentially. Well, who'd you spend that extra money on? Let me hit me with it. Uh, I went with Tyler Goodson. I know that Sergeant, I told you that Sergeant uh, had a, you know, it's confusing because they run two backs essentially. And I remember last year, Sergeant was the man. Well, Goodson had 78 yards of a touchdown against Penn state. So it wasn't horrible. Right. But Sergeant kind of went off, but uh, now they play Nebraska and Nebraska really struggles in the run defense side of things. So I think, uh, and, and it's, it's in Iowa. I'm going to go with Tyler Goodson at 6,400. 
I like it. I rostered him the last two weeks and he did well for me both weeks. You know, yeah, I guess the one concern was that Sargent did get more carries than I thought he would last week. Um, but against Nebraska, you know, they both could have good games as well. Um, well, wait, I was trying to go. I was back. trying to go. Wait, I couldn't get. Yeah. I was trying to go Michael Carter and I still might actually, because he's only 200 more. So if I were to somehow switch now, nah, give me Goodson though. My second running back is Kyron Williams. And I told you my flex is McCray, but, but Kyron Williams, my logic here is Notre Dame is I understand they're out two offensive linemen, including their center. Ian book is, is I don't want to take anything away from me. Played great against Clemson, but I do think there's limitations to his game. I also think that Notre Dame does not have an elite wide receiver court. Now they do have a really good tight end, uh, two tight ends actually. Um, and they're going to, I know this, they're going to need to score points to win this game because North Carolina's offense is too dynamic. So uh, if I'm Brian Kelly devising a plan here, I'm thinking you got to use the clock to your advantage. You got to stay heavy on the ground. Kyron Williams is also, also one of uh, Ian books, top targets out of the backfield. So I think it's just a no brainer Kyron to take Kyron Williams in this spot. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I think he's gonna have a big game. You know, you like you said, UNC their offense is dynamite. Their defense is not, and that that's gonna be a pretty high scoring game there. So what's interesting about Kyron Williams is that for my flex spot, I actually had enough money. So I, I you know, I have four hundred dollars not spent on this slate. So for my flex spot, I was debating Kyron Williams and Xavier Valade, the running back for Wyoming. I actually had enough money to roster Williams there. I chose Valade instead. Uh, basically, I'm fading UNLV. That's who Wyoming plays this weekend. Valade has been a beast all year, man. He's running. He's uh, over 100 yards. I think every, he was on. Your, yeah, he was I on mean, your fantasy team last year in their season-long fantasy. That's right. Yeah, he did me well. So the guy's going to get at least 25 carries. You know, he's by far and away the main running back for the Cowboys. Uh, last two games, 147 yards against Colorado State, 163 yards against Hawaii. And he gets he some scored, catches too. Yeah, man, he scored two uh, two touchdowns last year against UNLV. I expect another big game. It was a close tight call between him and Kyron Williams. Uh, certainly if, if, if you prefer Williams, I'm not going to argue that because I expect another good game out of him, but uh, yeah, I want Valaday. I just think that Kyron uh, that, yeah, I mean, I like the Valaday play too. I almost went with him too, but uh, I just think Kyron Williams isn't like, I don't understand how Brian Kelly could game plan without utilizing him to the fullest because you're down to offensive alignment and pass protection. That means Ian book's going to have less time. Um, the North Carolina hasn't had both their corners back in over six or seven weeks. They're, they're bringing storm duck back. Who's going to be in the NFL and, and, and their other corner. I just think that they're, they're, Notre Dame's receivers aren't very elite. I think if anything, uh, I think the tight end and the running back spots for Notre Dame are going to be uh, completely like utilized. That's, that's the game plan. I think if I'm Kelly is just let's control the clock. Let's go some play action. The tight ends that my, I have two tight ends that probably that Notre Dame, that North Carolina won't be able to take advantage of. Cause let's be honest. They are weak at wide out. They have been, that's been the knock against them all year. That's why Duke was able to play with them. Um, so that's my look there um, at wide out. What are you going? All right. I want to, so my, my most expensive wide out 
is only 5.7 K. I'm assuming you also have him because he helped you win uh, that, you know, almost 10 K you had to settle for, I think $280 a couple of weeks ago, but that is Daz Newsom with the tar heels. His price point has jumped up a little bit, but still but not still, really, <laughs> not really. I mean, you know, I think he was under five K two weeks ago when, when UNC last played. So he went up about a grand or maybe $800. So at 5.7 though, Daz Newsom, I mean, if you watched the game against Wake Forest. <laughs> this dude's a star, man. You yeah. know, and th- there's no stopping this UNC offense. It's cranking. I know Notre Dame's got a good defense. Uh, they may be able to limit it a little bit, but still, UNC will get theirs. And it certainly seems like Newsom will, will also get his. Yeah, he's on my roster. It's a no brainer to me. And I, I like coming into the year, it's funny. Like, Deami Brown was the guy that I actually thought was second best at wideout. Deami Brown then has a red hot start to the season. Everyone's thinking, you know, he's, and he might be the best. I don't know, but he's pretty damn good too. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. But, but, I, but I'm saying like, I knew Newsom. I don't know how he got, he was, I seemed like he was in the doghouse for a couple of weeks, but he broke out of there and he, and he really broke out of there. So yeah, he's, he's on my team as well. So who, 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 give me your other receiver then. All right. So my second receiver is 5.4 K I'm going to go small school for you here. A guy uh, at Eastern Michigan named Hassan Baydoun. Here is my safe, reliable, um, you know, consistent uh, possession receiver two games this year. He's caught eight, eight, uh, eight balls in one game, nine in the other um, Eastern Michigan. He's Eastern Michigan's number one receiver. I expect another consistent, good game with lots of catches, lots of nice PPR points. I went Bay Dune for 5.4 K. I got you with a better deal. If you want to save $200. All right. Same game Hit me with it. Same team. Now Bay Dune does lead the team in receptions, but he doesn't lead it in yards. That's Tanner canoe, right? And guess what? Tanner canoe played high school football with the quarterback of Eastern Michigan. I'm telling you, they got a connection. If you, I've watched, uh, I think every snap of the Eastern Michigan season so far, now, I will say you, you, your guy, but uh, he's good. But I know that the first look for Hutchison to me is canoe. They have a connection. I know that on that third and 10 in one of those big games, how did they end up losing that? I think they lost maybe in overtime, but, uh, uh, the first, the, fr- the, the first play there was, Hey, I'm going to canoe, I'm going to canoe. So uh, apparently they played three years of high school football together. So uh, my play at 5,200 is to go with the guy. Yeah. He has less receptions, but he's got the average is 14 yards a catch and he's got a score. So give me Tanner canoe in this game. Not bad. I had canoe in my, uh, one of my Mac lineups last week. And I think he found the end zone had a nice game last week. So yeah, I think both these receivers can have a, a decent affair against central Michigan. All right. My third wide receiver, I'd be shocked if you don't have this guy also and third wide receiver. And I'm assuming he may be on your roster as well, because I know you're a big fan of his, I'm going back to the central Florida, very golden Knights. I'm going Trey Nixon. He's been hurt most of this year. Hey, the dude's a very, very talented wide receiver. First action last week, he caught five balls, kind of got his feet wet. You know, he kind of got back into, into the swing of things. I think Trey Nixon for only five K could be a real steal here. Could have a nice game. You know, I thought about going with him, um, but I didn't have the money. Um, story of your life. Didn't have the money <laughs> story of my life, buddy, but I'm going to go to one of those tight ends. I'm talking about. I do like that play though. 
I'm going to go with uh, the top tight end on Notre Dame and the second leading receiver receptions wise on Notre Dame. Not Michael Meyer. Michael Mayer, Nick. 21 for 247, two scores. Guy's a beast, like I said, too. Where's their clear advantage from an offensive standpoint? It's not a wide receiver against those corners, especially with Storm Duckback. So you got to take advantage of your skill set here. And I think the tight end and the running back will be the point of emphasis for Brian Kelly. So give me Michael Mayer at the tight end spot. Just he's actually pretty cheap, man. 3,500. So, hey, you know, I like a good tight end. I like it. All right. All right so yeah. uh, I gave you my flex already. So I'm, I'm on super flex. And I believe you, you've given me your flex as well. Correct. All right. My super flex, Sam Howell. Quarterback UNC 8.7 K. I mentioned this when talking about uh, Newsom. I know Notre Dame's got a solid defense. I doesn't matter. You know, I think you've mentioned this in some of your other podcast teams like UNC, like Florida, like UCF. I mean, these offenses are just so dynamic that I don't care how good the defense is. The UNC offense will get theirs. And Sam Howell has been inching up and getting more and more expensive, but he's still I mean, at 8.7 K there was more expensive quarterbacks. Um, so yeah, I like how man, give him to me. Yeah, I agree. That's a good play. And another thing I think to factor in on, and I thought it's been exploited kind of uh, in a couple of games. I wasn't impressed. I think the weakness of Notre Dame's defense is the secondary. So the, obviously they're really good on the D line. And I think they're decent at linebacker. The secondary to me is the, the question, I mean, you saw Clemson's quarterback though for 400 yards on them. Um, so I think how will get his, I went with Dylan Gabriel at 9,200 against South Florida. I think uh, UCF's itching to get, get back in there and get a win against their rivals. So I think he, he puts up some monster numbers against the bulls. All right. Hey, I'm not arguing there. I had a couple of uh, golden nights. And like I said, that offense is going to roll here. So I see what you did there. Hey, before we jump into the um, Saturday slate, well, first, do you have an ad read? I do. I do. Look at this guy hit, hit us with, he's it. like a producer. Um, I want to tell you guys that the college experience DFS uh, week 13 lineup is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Thanksgiving is about traditions like turducken with mashed potatoes and getting and betting with football on my bookies, Turkey day free play. If the t- if you're listening to this, it's probably over, but my bookies third annual Turkey day free play returns Thanksgiving Thursday. It's your chance to bet up to $250 risk free on the early Thanksgiving day game. Look, I understand the game's already kicked off, so you're not going to get this in, but I want to tell you that new players will get their first deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars to help add even more excitement to the greatest football weekend ever. That's right. Make your first deposit and get extra cash. You can use on parlays, teasers, and props all weekend long. Use the promo code SGP in order to claim your bonus and your free bet. And the best part is that's only the beginning. My bookie has promotions all holiday weekend long. Uh, Turkey day free play is Thanksgiving Thursday that rolls into black Friday boosted odds. And they finished the holiday weekend strong with a buy one, get one free cyber Monday night football. That's why at my bookie, they call football season, winning season. Check it out. Now, no risk. All gravy, baby. Don't forget to use the promo code SGP to claim your freebies only at mybookie.ag. Fine ad read, my friend. Fine ad read. Uh, so what I was about to mention before we jump into Saturday is we forgot our shout outs, man. So, uh, you know, 
we we play uh so we uh we'll have all the you know d- fellow dgens you know listeners uh we we'll send out invites to join these uh drafting contests for, feel free to jump in have some fun maybe win some money last week uh friday night red jesus won uh red jesus finally reached out to us on twitter so we know he is an actual person he's not an alias of he's, the database <laughs> he's not a bot um yeah, exactly. Red Jesus. Shout he, out to Red he, Jesus. He is not a Russian bot. <laughs> uh, well done again, Red Jesus. He's. It seems like he's usually winning some money uh, pretty much every week in one of these. Uh, Saturday afternoon, Mister Scorpio. He's also, uh, you know, a two or three time winner. He win. He won the whole thing. I came in second. I was in the money. And Saturday night, Wolfie won. And our man YC Punks came in second. So congrats to all those guys. Well done. Try to do it again this week. All right, man. Go ahead. Um, uh, I'm gonna start off from the top. Saturday morning slate, which I like. I like it a lot, buddy. Um, I'm gonna go to a, a completely undervalued player. Now, you, I guess you will m- want to monitor this, but I think he's gonna get the start. Um, I'm gonna go with Will Rogers from Mississippi State. I you saw it last week with. Mike Leach only having 48 players dress up, which he had to get permission from the NCAA and SEC. Um, they almost beat Georgia at Georgia. And Will Rogers, true freshman quarterback, he's starting to get this offense. I mean, first off, he played in this offense in high school, so he's familiar with it. And uh Georgia's defense is supposed to be one of the best in the nation. Well, Rogers went 41 of 52, 336 yards and a score. Well, guess who he plays this week? It's the Egg Bowl. And one thing we know is Old Miss's defense is trash. So give me Will Rogers at $6,000 to be my quarterback. I like the play. He wasn't really on my radar. Now, usually I don't like to pick a quarterback and you know have the first comment being, I think he'll get the start this week. <laughs> well, no. The only, well, look, he started last week, but KJ Costello was out. He's questionable yeah. this week. But I think with Rogers' performance, Right. And the offense looking the best it has since the first week of the season, I would think he's going to start. And let's face it. Costello is in the future there. Rogers is. So it makes sense that he gets the nod. All right. So with my, my starting quarterback, I only went a hundred dollars more expensive at 6.1 K. I'm going to go Pitts quarterback. Kenny Pickett. I had, Uh, I I had Pickett in there and I subbed him out for Rogers because I thought, I mean, I think that's a great value play because Pickett, a fifth year senior, playing a lot better undervalued because he was not there for a bunch of weeks. And then um, Clemson's defense gives up. It's not as elite as people th- like a lot of people think this exactly. is exactly it, it. They give up a ton of yards, right? They're not the Clemson defense of last year or a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, this defense will allow teams to move the ball and put up some points. Uh, yeah. And you know, ever since Kenny Pickett returned Pitt beat Florida state 41, 17, and they beat Virginia tech 47, 14. And in those games, Pickett has thrown in those two games, Pickett has thrown for over 600 yards. He also has had a rushing touchdown in each of those games. And he actually has five rushing touchdowns in his last four games. So very quietly, he's going to give you some points with his legs as well. And you know Pitt has had some clem- uh, some uh, you know some success down in Death Valley in recent years. They're actually the last uh, ACC team to win a game there. So uh, I think Pitt has a chance to keep this game at least close. I know Trevor Lawrence is coming back. I know Clemson has had a couple weeks off to to stew about you know their loss to Notre Dame. Uh, but uh, 
I, I expect a decent game here. And I think Kenny Pickett will put up some points, especially at that low price. Yeah, I agree. I thought that, you know, I don't know if you saw those horrible, horrible, horrible playoff rankings, but I thought oh, one of, one of awful. the worst things they could have done aside from their rankings was they, pe- the, the, the head of the committee said, Oh, we penalized BYU because they were playing Boise without when they were depleted without their quarterbacks. Right. And that's fair to, to do that. But my problem is, is the lack of consistency because yet they have Miami at number nine and Miami is, I think only I think Miami has four wins against backup quarterbacks and a win against UAB that had like 12 players out with COVID and, and also Oklahoma ahead of Iowa state, which makes no sense. Cause Iowa state played them on, beat them on the field uh, has a better big, big 12 record. And uh, Iowa state, or if they're going to stay true to that logic, o- Oklahoma lost at home to Kansas state with like 20 players out. They were putting wide receivers at defensive back. Don't you find that ridiculous? <laughs> Look, they're going to build any argument to favor the, 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 the more well-known teams. And they're going to use the, the flip side of that argument to, you know, against the BYUs against the Cincinnati. So I'm not surprised one bit. It is a, a shame. It's a crock, you know, but it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not surprised by it. I just think if I, if I were them, if you're going to do that, do it without an answer, because you look, even Notre Dame's win is against Clemson without Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you could really, at this point, we all know it though. We all know that they want the biggest name schools in there to make the most money. And that's all that matters. Yeah. It's horrible. And it's a shame. You know, you had to have a a league, you know, division or, you know, FBS where half of the schools don't even have a realistic chance of, of making a playoff and winning a championship. They should just form their own league, you know, because if you don't have a chance to win a championship, what do you do? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, at my running back spot, I know you mentioned Kenny Pickett and I know it's, uh, it's look, I'm going to stay in that game because one thing I know, even with all the opt outs that, that Pitt has, which they have a lot. And that sucks that we're not seeing Paris forward against Trevor Lawrence and, and some of that defensive line, but regardless of who has opted out and who hasn't Pitt still got a money defensive line. You know how you neutralize a D line, you get Travis Etienne the ball on quick little screens, pitches, stuff like that. And I got Travis Etienne. I'm spending up because I think he's going to play the whole game. $8,600 Travis Etienne. Yep. Right there with you, man. My, I, I think I've said this before. My rule of thumb is whenever there's a game where Clemson is playing, where I think it could be close, which means ETN will play the whole game. I roster Travis ETN because of his running abilities, his pass catching abilities, uh, especially with Lawrence back now. I mean, the backup did a fine job as well, but now the offense should be where it, it was. And you know, it, it should be the best version of this Clemson offense. So give me Travis ETN all day. I agree. Okay. My second running back, you know, I, I kind of, I, I put this guy on my team every week that Mississippi state plays. I feel like and that is uh, Jaquavius Marks. Now he only had 20 yards rushing, just shy of 20 yards rushing against Georgia. But Georgia's got a good run defense. But he also only had four carries. But that's just the offense. He did have six receptions, though. I think uh, another game against Kentucky, he had like 14 receptions or 15. So I, I my play here at 5100 is Jaqu- Jaquavius Marks. They have another running back now there who's starting to kind of split some time with them, right? Dylan um, Johnson. 
Yeah. And that, you know, I mean, Marks is still the top guy, but that kind of scared me off of him. I, I did play him in, in, in one lineup last week. He did solid for me, but nothing great. Um, so I, I did not take him. The, I, I the, the man I did take was 6.6 K and that is Oklahoma state cowboy Chuba Hubbard. If I can pronounce his first name right this time, um, <laughs> You know, and this is, I think this is a value play here because I realize Hubbard is coming off a couple down games. I realize the Cowboys are on their backup quarterback here. Um, but you know, they, they play Texas tech and Texas tech, their defense is abysmal, you know, they're especially against the run. So I think this is a get right game for Hubbard and at the price point for 6.6 K. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, you would have spent two K more. Yeah. Um, you know, looking at, I mean, last year against Texas tech Hubbard ran for 156 yards and three touchdowns. They're going to need to run the ball early and often with the backup quarterback. And I don't think Texas tech can hang. So that's why I am going Hubbard as my second running back. I like it. I like it. I thought about that option. So um, at the wide receiver spot. Um, so hold on. Did you name both your running backs? Yep. Okay. That was ETN, uh, ETN and Hubbard. Um. Well, at my wide receiver spot, I'm going to take you first off to uh, a game where I think, I mean, just one of the worst games you could probably watch this weekend. Um, and that is in Syracuse, New York, where NC State plays at Syracuse. You see, Syracuse is on their fourth string quarterback now. So the guy that played last week is, did he get hurt or is he yeah, just he's so banged bad? Up. No, he's banged up. So they're going he, to a, a fur they're, they're, fur, they're going wow. to their fourth string quarterback. And, and the, their, their third string guy, I, I forget his name from last week, but he did not look ready to play college football. He just, he wasn't seeing the field at all. He was, he was antsy in the pocket. He just looked totally unprepared and not ready to play. So if he was ahead of the fourth string guy, I feel sorry for Syracuse. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been a talk about a team that's just gotten absolutely depleted by COVID and opt outs and everything you can think of. So uh, yeah, I'm going to take, I'm going to, I think NC state's going to have the ball a lot. <laughs> now here's my fear is that NC state might go up so big, but it took them a while. Cause Syracuse actually has a decent defense, especially on the run defense. I feel like, um, so I'm going to ride Amika Amizia. This has been my guy, uh, 32 catches, 570 yards, 18 yards of grab four touchdowns. He also has got a rush or two. Um, give me a Mika easy, the wide out for NC state. I like it. I think we both had him last week too. You know, the thing with him is that he has a high floor, but he also has a relatively low ceiling. He's, he's a steady guy. He's probably going to catch like four balls for 80 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, which, and at, and at that price point, there's, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Um, all right. So my top receiver, I'm paying up. Uh, I'm chasing what he's done the last couple of weeks. You know, if you read my college football DFS column uh, a week ago, I highlighted this guy as kind of my mid tier receiver. I think at, at, at that time he was like about six K or so. And that is Ty. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Ty Fry Fogle with Indiana. And if you watched Indiana play the Buckeyes last week, I mean, this guy caught seven balls for 218 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, it's not a one game wonder the week before that 11 catches, 200 yards and two touchdowns. So back to back games over 200 yards and over two touchdowns, you know, and they play Maryland this week. And you Maryland's know, so. defense is horrible. 
Yeah, exactly. And he's only 7.8 K. I mean, only that's pretty expensive for a receiver, but there were a couple guys more expensive. So I'm going on Fry Fogel until I see him, you know, underperform. And as long as he's not in the eight K range and above, then I think he could be actually be still some value here at 7.8 K. I like that play. Not a bad play. Um, all right. I'm going to take you to a guy who hasn't even played this season, but I think there's going to be offense in this game. And actually I think every other play I have this week is in this game <laughs> for this. Slot. You've, known, you, you've been known to load up on, on games where you think there's going to be a lot of offense and uh, Hey, it definitely paid dividends when you, when you loaded up on that UNC wake forest game a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Katie Nixon at Colorado at 4,100. Now I'm going to monitor. He's probable, but uh, this would be his first game, but I, they're going to need him against USC. And uh, I think this game is going to have a lot of offense. I think USC when the, you know, when they shifted to the air raid, they've kind of become a, a kind of weak defensive team. Um, and I think Colorado will have their opportunity. Colorado really skilled at the wideouts. Um, I think they'll have their opportunity to get some points here and they even run Nixon with jet sweeps and everything from a season ago. So I'm assuming that will still pick up this when he comes back, but at 4,100, I think he's a bargain. Very interesting. So um, I'm also on a couple of Colorado Buffaloes this week. So I'm going to tip my hand here and give you my super flex and my flex play because it is a quarterback wide receiver stack for Colorado. So um, to get ahead of ourselves, the super flex I have is obviously the quarterback, Sam Neuer. Um, I mean, this guy came out of nowhere and he's, he looks, <laughs> he looks really good. He played, you know, and I expect he, that to, he was a safety in dime packages last year. You know, he wasn't a starting safety, but I, is that not the coolest story in football? Come on. Uh, hell yeah, man. I mean, so that means he's a tough dude, you know, and who doesn't love their quarterback to be a tough guy, you know? Um, so his first game starting ever, he put up over 25 fancy points against UCLA. Then he, he topped that and put up over 32 against Stanford. Um, yeah, I don't trust this USC defense at all. So give me Sam Neuer as my super flex for 7.7 K and my flex. I went real cheap on the Colorado whiteout angle. And uh, you've probably heard the name, the last name should not before because he's doing big things in Jacksonville as a rookie. Well, his little bro Levante is only 3.4 K. He had a, a, an, a, a run in with the law earlier in the year. I think was it was a DUI the or DUI. Something? Yeah, it's a DUI. He's a young kid, you <laughs> know. Happens which, to us all. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, really, it, actually, today with Uber, you know, yeah. back in the back in the early two thousands, late nineties, when we were drinking and driving, that's because we didn't have the opportunity to call an Uber at any point, you know. So really, they have no excuse nowadays. So, uh, but hey, he's young. He made a mistake. It happens. Um, so last week was his first game playing, and he did catch three balls for sixty yards against Stanford. I'm assuming there's something in something in that should not blood. I think this guy's going to be a playmaker also. So, um, so for the very cheap price of 3.4 K I'm going to, I'm going to roll the dice and take a gamble on Levante Chenault. I, I like him. Um, he even in that Stanford game too. And he even had a, had a drop that would have been like a 40 yarder that almost was a catch. Um, the, only, the hardest thing with this Colorado receiving core is that is they're deep. They're really deep. So like Dave, Demetrius Stanley, Katie Nixon. They also have Jerry Rice's son, who's a true freshman that looks really good, and then Chenault. So, uh, 
four four capable receivers, but uh, I think Chenault actually is the third. Well, if Nixon plays, which he hasn't this season, I think he'll be lined up. But but they they run three wide receiver sets almost every play, so he's in every play. Um, I'm gonna stay uh, in that game, and I'm so I know Colorado being a Buff fan. I know they're banged up in the secondary, right? And if anything. Maybe it was a blessing in disguise that the Arizona State game was canceled, but with how banged up they were in the secondary, they're starting walk-ons in the secondary. Um, I don't know if that extra week got Chris Miller healthy, their corner that that uh, has been a starter there for a while now since he was a freshman. Hopefully he's healthy, but if not, I mean, as a Buff fan, hopefully he's healthy. But in general, I know that depth is an issue right now for the secondary in Colorado, so I'm going to ride heavy on two USC wide receivers here. So my flex is going to be Amon Ra St. Brown. And then also my wide receiver uh, 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 joined with Katie Nixon. I'm going to go with Tyler Vons, both St. Brown and Vons 19 catches for St. Brown, 18 for Vons. Uh, St. Brown's got 266 yards. Vons got 185, but Vons has a score. St. Brown does not. I want piece of the, I want a piece of these wideouts, especially like, I'm hoping Chris Miller plays that corner for Colorado, but like I said, they've also, even I, I was telling you that uh, their secondary coach, Brett Maxey was saying their setbacks are really like with no spring ball and everything. He goes, man, he goes, we're like, we've played great. We're two and oh, but he was like, we're like 15% in on what I want to teach them. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm- and I mean, those USC wideouts are kind of like Colorado's where they're loaded. Cause you, you, you mentioned two of the top three guys. They also have Drake London and I'm not sure. You know, who's McCoy too. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like Colorado where you, you know, you never know who's going to have the best game, but it seems like they all have decent, at least decent games every week. So I like the angle of taking two of the guys. Cause I think you're guaranteed decent production from both. And you might hit big on one of them. If, if it happens to be uh, the top receiver that week. Um, all right. So I kind of went out of order there. So I only owe you one more wide receiver and I'm going to go to a game that we haven't mentioned yet, actually. And that is the Auburn Alabama game. I'm going to not, and Auburn also has a couple decent receivers who have produced. Um, I'm going to go with uh, what's his name here. Seth, Seth Williams. Williams, Seth Williams for 4.5 K. I was debating between him and Schwartz. Um, they kind of trade off having good games as well, but Seth Williams has caught, uh, he had 150 yards against Ole Miss. He had 112 yards against Kentucky. Seems like, uh, uh, I mean, every, with the exception of one, he's been over 50 yards and uh, he's also has a handful of touchdowns on the season at only 4.5 K. My last receiver he's a is beast, uh, Seth Williams for, yeah. And you know, and Bama is kind of like Clemson this year where it's not the traditional Bama defense. Yeah. Um, you know, Auburn, I, I mean, I expect Bama to, to roll here, but Auburn can still move the ball some and uh, score some points here against Bama. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I've had him, I've put him on my DFS squad a couple of times. He's a fucking beast. I think he's going to be a stud in the NFL. Um, my super flex is key Slovis slope is at 7,900 and I'm leaving like a thousand dollars on the board. So maybe I'll try to, uh, get over there and, uh, you know, add in somebody, but, uh, but yeah, I'm leaving it. Uh, Slovis. I think, like I said, uh, until I know that Colorado has got their secondary, but even if the Colorado had their full secondary, I think it would be a solid play, but knowing that they're really dinged up at the secondary spot, I think Slovis will have a big game. 
Hey, I'm not going to argue with there. I've, I've also had slow on my roster a couple of times and uh, yeah, that USC uh, passing attack is something to be reckoned with. So, uh, well, Hey, well done. I, I like both lineups. I think both have a chance at the money here. It'll be interesting once we get to the night slate where we, where we both kind of dislike our lineups to, to see exactly why. Yeah, exactly. But before we get to our night slate, I want to tell you guys that the college experience week 13 DFS show is brought to you by thrive fantasy. Come prop up on thrive fantasy this season. Thrive fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props with thrive. You can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. If it's NFL, you choose 10 of the available 20 player props to build your lineup. If it's PGA MLB or esports, you choose five of the available 10 players player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit, hit the most props, rack up the most points, win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly and is awarded over $1.6 million in cash prizes. Use the promo code SGP when you sign up today and you'll receive an instant match up to $50 on your first deposit with the four times rollover. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Don't forget that promo code SGP. All right. Where are we at here? Night time action. Um, Only eight games to choose from. So, uh, you know, less selection, uh, uh, but who's your quarterback? <laughs> I went out on a, uh, I went with Jeff Sims, the freshman at Georgia tech. Wow. At 6,100. Okay. I don't feel wow. good about that. I don't feel good about it at all, <laughs> but I'll tell you this, as much as this guy throws interceptions, like they're going out of style. Um, he does rush for a lot of yards. So my outlook here, I mean, you look at the stats on the season, 98 of 176 for 1,346 yards, just completing 56% of his passes for eight yards of pass, eight touchdowns, 10 picks. That's incredibly scary, but he does have, <laughs> he does have 300 yards rushing and four scores. So like my thing is against Duke who we know uh, chase Bryce is out uh, their quarterback. So I think maybe they've had be- lots of, lots of injuries on the, on defense also. And I think a couple opt outs. So, you know, yeah. Playing against Duke is definitely a favorable matchup. I didn't know what to do here, man. I mean, I thought about going with somebody else, but I'm like, okay, maybe this guy, even if he gives me 250 yards and, and, and two interceptions, maybe he'll have uh, two, two rushing touchdowns and 85 yards or something. <laughs> hey, you know, he's not going to be a very popular pick. So I think you might be, hey, I mean, it's, it's definitely a gamble. <laughs> you know, he's a true freshman. He's, he's shown flashes of, or glimpses of, you know, promise, Yeah. but just, you know, consistency has been a big thing. So, Hey man, so roll the dice. We're all gamblers here. I like it. Gamble. Um, all right. So uh, I spent a little bit more on my top quarterback and that's 7.4 K. I went with the Arizona wildcat gunslinger grant Gunnell. Yeah. Uh, he's been pretty good this year, man. He's, you know, play in two games. He's, uh, you know, been, uh, over or right at about 20 fantasy points. Uh, last week playing at Washington against a tough defense, he stole through for, uh, 260 yards and three touchdowns. Well, you, you know, what saved you there? if you had him last week was that Washington was up 44, nothing and pulled their starters. So they added 27, I I had 27 one... points late. And, and that was a lot to, to them playing the second string team. But yeah, I, I do think he's yeah, been good. Yeah. Sorry, continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. 
you know, and, or, you know, against USC, he threw for two eighty six and three touchdowns. So he's had back-to-back uh, games with three touchdowns. He, they play UCLA this week. UCLA is solid, but you know, they're the UCLA defense isn't scaring anybody. I don't think. So I think uh, grant Gunnell has a decent chance to have a, a quality game again. Yeah. Uh, okay. I like that play. I like it. Um, who are you going with that running back? All right. My two running backs are both ACC guys. And one guy I've mentioned him ad nauseum this year, because I think he's one of the best running backs in the country and he's a little underappreciated or undervalued. Uh, his price tag went up a little bit this year. That is uh, this week. Uh, that is Isaiah Spiller at Texas A&M for 7.1 K uh, playing LSU this week. I think the Texas A&M ground game is going to be in store for a nice little afternoon. And Spiller is the main man there. And I'm pairing him up with another guy who I've rostered a couple times. And um, he didn't do great for me last year that or last week. I, I keep on saying year instead of week, uh, but that is Amir white, Georgia bulldogs. Ding, 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 ding. It's all about the matchup here. Right. I right. mean, against South Carolina, you know, the coaches has fired a bunch of guys well, uh, opted out or have quit, you know, well, also, they pretty much quit on this year. Also, how about this angle, dude? I mean, we knew I tried Mississippi state has one of the best run defenses in the country. And all of a sudden, JT Daniels is 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 throwing the ball. He threw for 400 yards that were uh, a quarterback hadn't thrown it for 400 yards at Georgia in a long since like fucking Fran Tarkenton or something. You know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> it had been a long time since they had had. I think it was like uh, Aaron Murray actually. But um, now that you can open up the air, like I think Zamir White's problem earlier in the year was that everyone knew that they couldn't throw. You know what I mean? Like they're like, oh, Stetson Bennett's horrible. We'll just load the box. Well, now with JT right. Daniels playing, they're going to be able to throw, and I think it's going to open up this whole entire offense. I love that play. Sixty-one hundred. Give me Zamir White as well. Uh, my other running back, because you've named both of yours, I'm going to take you. I'm going to look. I don't trust that Arizona Wildcat defense. I do think Chip Kelly is turning a corner, and I'll be honest. I think you know this year is tough because I know they're battling COVID. But I think UCLA could be a good team next year. I've been really impressed with their development over the past two, two games. And Demetric Felton's a big part of that. 69 rushes, 331 yards, three touchdowns, getting five yards of rush. He also has 12 catches. He's our third, he's our second leading receiver, receptions wise, on that team. So uh, I'm all over Demetric Felton against the, against the Wildcats. I like it. I like it. All right, man. Uh, shall we jump to wide receivers? Yes, yes, yes. Let's do it. Actually, I'll, I I'll, say I'll, I'll keep you. I'll keep it right here just because I'm in the same game. Go for it. Kyle Phillips, the guy he's been the, the bread and butter of this offense the past couple of years, even though I know their ha- offense hasn't been great. He's been their guy. He's their leading receiver. And he had that huge drop against Oregon that potentially could have won him the game or sent the game in the overtime. I think he's, he's kicking himself for that. And now they get an opportunity where they're playing Arizona. Give me Kyle Phillips. I think he's underpriced a little bit, 5,700. So uh, we, sh- we definitely, we share a guy there. Uh, he is my most expensive receiver. And yeah, he, you know, he started this year off a little slow the first couple of games, but against Oregon, he caught eight balls for 91 yards. Um, I expect an, another good game against Arizona. You mentioned you're not a big fan of that Arizona defense and UCLA offense is starting to get things into gear. So uh, yeah, I like Kyle Phillip, Kyle Phillips as well. He is my wide receiver one. Well, another reason, man, and this it's interesting here. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson's a stud and he's out with COVID. 
second straight week, but he's kind of a run first quarterback. Whereas chase Griffin, the backup kind of sits back in that pocket a little bit more throws, you know, so, uh, and Griffin completing against Oregon who has some really good defenders, um, completed a much higher percentage passing the ball. So it's going to be interesting to watch chase Griffin. I thought he played a good game for a guy who just got the start at the last second, but he played a really good game. I think he's a better passer than Dorian Thompson Robinson. So I think Phillips will have a big, big game there. So, um, all right. Give me uh oh, so is it on me then for actually I'll keep you in the, in the same, <laughs> in the same game. And uh, I'm going to go over to uh, your boy uh, Grant Gunnell's side of things and take you to uh, this, this wide receiver, Barry Hill from, from Arizona. I'm trying to remember what his first name is. I'm drawing a blank right now. Spencer, I believe. I think, uh, is it Spencer? No, let me pull it up. Stanley. No, my off Stanley. Stanley. This guy (laughs) is their, 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 their number one option. Uh, Stanley Berryhill the third might add 13 catches, 135 yards, three touchdowns. He, the closest receiver on this, but after this is seven, so he's almost double more than what the other receiver is. So give me Stan, Stanley Berryhill at uh 5,600. I think it's a bargain play, okay? Yeah, you know, I really for me it came down to Phillips or Berryhill for my top receiver, and they were uh, they were a hundred bucks of each other, so I went back and forth there. Ended up going Phillips. Kind of funny, same game too, you know. And we and we both and we mentioned both players. So um, yeah, interesting. I expected a, a good game from both of them. Uh, but my second receiver, I didn't have enough money to get both of them in here, so I went back down to A and M. You know, I haven't mentioned a tight end yet. I've gone. I've, I've given you two lineups, <laughs> we, no tight we, end we yet. I gotta get guy. at least one tight end here, right? We play so, this uh, guy every week. I think me and you, <laughs> Jalen Weidermeyer. He's a uh, dude, stud, I mean, dude. And, and, and well, he's undervalued and you know, you know who leads this? This is why they might be an outlier. This team, a and M, you know who their leading receiver is? Uh, probably Weidermeyer. Uh, he's there. He's there. Well, he has the most receptions. Okay. Yeah. He's got 28 receptions, but their leading receiver is actually their backup running back <laughs> at, at 26. Uh, so yeah, he's got 26 receptions. Weidmeyer and Smith are the top two receivers on this team. Um, and Smith only has one more yard than Weidmeyer. So that's the only yeah. reason why. But it, I find that when you look and I, you know, I was heavy on LSU this week, plus the 14 and a half, just because I think that's going to catch up to them at some point. They have yeah, really bad wideouts. That's too many. That's too many points. I mean, that's probably due to Kellen Mond not being able to, you know, get the ball downfield. Um, which is perfect if you're rostering their tight end, you know, uh, I, I think there's going to be some points in this A&M LSU game. Um, and wider Meyer has uh, two touchdowns in two consecutive games. So he's finding the end zone. Oh, he's I, I think he's his favorite target. I mean, no, he yeah. is, but he has the most receptions. So 28, he is his favorite target. And, and I think he's a stud. I think he's going to be in the NFL. So um, I, I, yeah, I, I have that same play. I have that same 4.8 K all day. So I'm on my third wide out then. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm going to go to uh, back, back to Georgia, back to the bulldogs and take a guy who, who missed a few weeks with an injury. That's uh, George Pickens for 4.5 K uh, just returned last week against Mississippi state and caught eight balls for 87 yards and a touchdown. 
I think he is the number one receiver there. Um, even though there's a more expensive bulldog at receiver, um, just, you know, who, who wasn't injured this year. So, uh, yeah, we mentioned, uh, Georgia being able to pass the ball a whole lot better now. And we mentioned fading this Gamecock defense and all signs point towards George Pickens having a very nice game at only 4.5 K. That's funny. You mentioned that because I have one of the other receivers and all of a sudden, once JT Daniels gets back there, you're like, well, let me take some of these highly recruited wideouts that are probably studs that have been sitting there, not being able to perform because of because of JT Dan or because of Stetson Bennett. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Kiaris Jackson. 31 catches, 451 yards, three touchdowns. I do think Pickens is a stud too. I think even you can't even go wrong if you wanted to go Jermaine Burton. To me, like I mean, any of them I think work. So yeah, I took I, that's my flex is uh, Kiaris Jackson. Yeah, Jackson was the, the name that was escaping me when I mentioned the more expensive receiver. What what was he in like the low fives? Yeah, he was uh fifty four hundred. Yeah, he's had a he's had a nice year. He should have a, a, a good game too. There's enough balls for both of these receivers to have good games. Um, so all right, so um, do you owe me one more wide receiver? No, I gave you Phillips, no. uh, Barry Barry Hill, Widemeyer. And then Jackson at my flex. So I only have one more player left on my roster. So I think okay. your go. All right. So my flex, I'm going to stay in that same LSU, Texas A&M game, but go with the tiger this time. And that is the uh, running back Tyrion Davis price for 5.8 K. Um, like I said, there's going to be offense in this game and it, it would make sense to get, you know, some offense on both sides of the field. And this guy, I think has taken control of the backfield two out of the last three games. He's been over a hundred yards in the touchdown and he's gotten 20 plus carries in two of those three games. So I think he'll have a little bit of running room against the Aggies. I hope he finds the end zone once or twice. I think Davis price can have a decent game at 5.8 K. Yeah. Yeah. I like that play. Um, okay. Before I get to my super flex, I want to tell you guys that the college experience DFS week 13 lineups episode is brought to you by ACE per head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how, well, guess what? ACE per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top notch customer support going 24 seven and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus ACE per head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today. And ACE is offering up to six weeks for free. Just go to acebread.com slash SGP. That's acebread.com slash SGP. All right. Well, um, now we're at the super flex spot, right? Both of us. Yes, sir. Who you got, man? I, I'm going to take a shot on chase Griffin. Let me explain myself. Chase Griffin is the quarterback that is starting at UCLA. Now, just last week, he was 19 of 31, just shy of 200 yards. 61% completion percentage, only uh, one touchdown and two picks, but he also did some damage on the ground, but I think he got more comfortable as that game went along. And he also was playing Oregon's defense. Just in case you didn't know, Oregon has a couple first round picks on that defense. Um, and I think some of those interceptions are uh, an outlier. I mean, one of them was right before the half. I don't know if you caught this game, Nick, but UCLA is attempting to throw a hail Mary and they actually lost by this play essentially, right? They're trying to throw a hail Mary with two seconds left before the half. They go to throw it. And as he throws it, a defensive end hits the quarterback. So the ball goes up about 10 yards in the air 
the linebacker for Oregon intercepts it, takes it back to the house, and essentially Oregon wins by that score. <laughs> wow! But uh, my point, wow. is, my point is though, is that the stats don't represent how well he played, in my opinion. So gotcha. I think Chase Griffin's the play here. I think Arizona's defense is much worse than Oregon's. So uh, give me, and it's another week, and he knows he's starting. People last week he didn't know he was starting until like an hour before the game. <laughs> I will say that you pick two quarterbacks on this roster that will not they'll have very low percentages of people who, you know, who people are that are rostering this week. So I think uh, you will either finish first or last. <laughs> I told you I didn't like the not, night I, slate. I didn't like the night slate, but sometimes it's good to go against the grain. You've definitely done that here. Well, I, um, I feel much right, so better my, about Griffin than Sims. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Griffin was 7.7 K. So it's not like he's a, you know, bottom bin, you know, bottom of the barrel, cheap dude. Um, so yeah, he should have a nice game. Um, I went uh, to a guy who I've mentioned, I mentioned him a few weeks ago, you know, Dabo Sweeney says it reminds him of a young Steve young. Oh. He's a, the lefty quarterback for the UVA Cavaliers, Brennan Armstrong for 8.3 K going up against a Florida state team who has kind of packed it in for the year. They've they're right now. They're just building for future years. They're starting a bunch of uh, playing a bunch of freshmen, a bunch of sophomores, but bunch of young guys. So uh, UVA offense should have a really nice game against Florida state. I mean, who isn't these days and um, Brennan Armstrong gets points uh, on the ground through the air. You name it. I love Brennan Armstrong this, uh, this week. Yeah. He's a fun quarterback to watch. I like him moving forward. He's young, um, but yeah. I mean, all of the opt outs on Florida state's defense, they, they still have a Santi Samuel jr. So watch out for him. But uh, I agree. I, that's a solid play, solid play. I, I don't like my night lineup too much, but that's why I will win a lot of money on that. And, uh, and uh, so anywho, uh, all right, guys, this is the college experience week 13 DFS lineup. Come play DFS with us. Check a uh, Check us out on Twitter at uh, I'm uh, or just sports podcast.com as well. But Twitter I'm at the Colby D NC Nick is at NC underscore N I C K. Uh, we put out an invitation so anyone can join, come play DraftKings with us. Have some fun, kick back, have a drink. Happy Thanksgiving people. We, I want to say thank you to every listener out there because uh, we really appreciate it, man. And, uh, and me specifically as a guy who, you know, was str- doing stand up and everything. There's been one, one, uh, one thing left to help me pay my bills. And that's been this show. So I sincerely appreciate everyone listening to this show and uh, please subscribe. Wait. And, and if you can, if you're really swift, cause we don't charge for picks, we won't charge for picks. Give us a five-star review on iTunes and say some nice things about us. If you do take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter. And I'll enter you in a uh, raffle where you're, where you're guaranteed to win a college experience t-shirt. I'll send it out to you. So uh, yeah, at the Colby D on Twitter, NC Nick's at NC or yeah. NC underscore N I C K and Patty C who makes the picks with us too. He's on Twitter at uh, Patty C eight, three, one, make sure you check out all of our college football and college basketball picks. We handicap every single division one game release a spreadsheet over at sports gambling podcast.com. And also on our Twitter accounts, we are part of the sports gambling podcast there on Twitter at the SGP network. And all right, this is the college experience week 13 DFS picks. Happy Thanksgiving guys. Have a great black Friday and have a great holidays. Much love. And we out.
It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter, and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.